Hello, everyone. Dr. Dr. Natural Medicine. Please, as we always ask, share this. Spread the news the best you can. Share it. Like it. Make us happy. Feed our Facebook ego a little bit, maybe. Isn't that what they do nowadays? Yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of Facebook egos going on around there. So, yeah, maybe we'll get on that bandwagon. But for those of you that joined us last week for the Dr. Disco Hour of Power, I hope you enjoyed yourself. It didn't stay up long. Facebook took it down. We didn't know that there was copyright infringements for playing a little bit of funk in the background, but apparently there is. Also, Mitchell is over there right now. We got a brand new camera. We just don't have all the attachments yet to stream, but we're actually going to have, we bought a uh, camera that's, what, what, journalist. journalists use it. So it's pretty neat. So we are going to consolidate this. We're going to keep doing it every week. And please keep sending in your questions. And again, please share everything. And what, oh, there's an update. My book on how to become a holistic health practitioner has been delayed. The ghostwriter that was helping me or whatever, the, the uh, editor, she um, didn't turn out to do it as well as I thought she was going to be able to do it. So step back and reworking the book a little bit, but that should be done within 30 days. And again, share this please and like us and pass it around. And what I'm gonna start doing is I'm just gonna answer a few questions and then I'm just gonna point out some facts because apparently everyone on earth has made up their mind about things. There's really no one changing their mind on all the craziness going out there, going on out there. So it's really not worth it trying to bring in information that's going to help convince anyone. So I'm just going to state a few facts. Basically, what I should be doing as a holistic doctor. So have a few questions. First question from my dear friend Allie is, and hello, Allie, I'm sure you're watching right now. What are your thoughts on raw dairy? That is a very good question. When the ancient texts talk about milk, I know they weren't talking about homogenized, pasteurized, chemically induced milk. They were talking about pure milk from the cow. And it's called for in different medicines and even as an anupan. An anupana is a delivery vehicle. So it's where you, like a lot of, I mainly use ginger tea. But sometimes in a pitta situation, we will use aloe vera juice. Raw milk is also used in different areas, too, and it's used a different, for different reasons. So to say that it's always good is not really true. Is it always bad? That's really not true either. So it's based on the individual. It can, anything from an animal can produce and typically does produce inflammation and congestion. And if you're able to digest raw milk well and it's needed for your constitutional makeup or whatever you're trying to accomplish, then heck yeah, go for it. But if you're not digesting, you can just forget it right there. It's not a real, it's not easy to digest and it's not easy to process. But it does have a lot of benefits. And if you spend some time studying the cow, it's actually very interesting. I'll throw out a neat tidbit. Over in India, they talk about the cow as being meditative. When they, when they graze, they, they're eating grass. They're not eating meat. They move slowly. They're meditative. And they were saying that when you play a flute, they'll actually walk up and they'll stand and they'll shut their eyes and they will have a form of meditation. So coming from a, a cow, they consider it more divine, that there's a connection to the divine. Whereas a meat eater, if you look in a zoo or a caged animal, 
that eats meat, it paces. It's constantly it has anxiety. It's constantly moving where a cow is meditative and it's a vegetarian. So can be beneficial. Did I even answer the question? I, I think I did a little bit. But okay, should we treat our yard for weeds? I've heard it can be it can cause health issues. Yes, it can, and then it can get in the water stream. Or I mean the the um, what's that? The watershed. It gets in the watershed. It gets in the water, just like uh, Mon- anything Monsanto related. Of course, you want to stay away from. And I know there are companies out there that use organic material. I, I'm aware of that. So I would say that. Yeah, you, you could treat your yard for weeds, um, but I'd be very careful on whatever's going to your pets are going to absorb, the ground's going to absorb. If you if you have a well, you're going to get it into your your water system. So I'd be very careful with it. Here at Blue Lotus Healing Center, we don't. Maybe Bell and Appa do a little bit. But. <laughs> Can you take ginger supplements in place of ginger tea? Yes, you can, and sometimes it's beneficial depending on where you want the ginger to go. Thing is, let's say it's a supplement in a capsule. The capsule doesn't start breaking down, doesn't start breaking down until the duodenum, the small intestines. So if you need the ginger in the stomach, taking a capsule, you're going to bypass it. That's why more times than not, when treating someone with a cup of roga, meaning where it's, it's cuppa related, you want to use powder so it's, it benefits the stomach right away. And more sometimes with like pitta nature, and you need to cool the small intestines or the digestive function, it's okay. It's, it's more okay to use a capsule. And then tablets, if your agony or digestion is strong enough, it can be broken down in the stomach, but a lot of times those will even carry over to the small intestines. If you ever know anyone that's worked for or owns a Portageon company, they will tell you what, when they pump those things out, and this is gross to talk about, but there's a layer of undigested pills in the bottom of every Portageon. And the Centrum, those rock-hard dailies, from what I understand, I mean, I've never looked at it myself, but I've had these guys tell me that those things are just like rocks. They don't, typically people don't even uh, digest those things. And even a lot of prescription medication, capsules will come right out. They weren't even being absorbed, not even being used. That's why powders are so good. So we got it. So did I scare anyone off after the Dr. No, Disco? we did get a question. Oh, question just came in. Can you talk about milk thistle and turmeric for liver health? Um, milk thistle. Okay. The question that just came in is to mention, to talk about milk thistle and turmeric for liver health. Both of them are very beneficial. Milk thistle is cooling. Turmeric can be slightly heating, not always, but if you combine the two, it's a real good combination. So liver health, especially for Pitta, typically need to take something for the liver all the time. Who is it? Someone I know? Catherine Doobie. Oh, hey, Kathy. Yeah, classmate. Kathy, yeah, that um that in if you're asking for yourself, I would go for you stick with just the turmeric. You wouldn't want to have the cooling nature of the uh milk thistle. If you're if you're in a situation where you're there's some liver issues that may be inflamed, like let's say your gums are bleeding or there's red rashes coming out of your skin, then you may want to cool it. So it's difficult to give you a definitive answer, but turmeric is one of those um, universal medicines, they call it, in, in Ayurveda. Ginger tea is one, turmeric's another. 
So, but good question, Kathy. Thank you for asking. 1984, Goodrich. <laughs> remember when, it, Kathy, do you remember when, I, when we used to go into restaurants and bars and it would say like 19, like uh, it had the dates on the walls when you could drink and you'd, you'd think, gosh, I want, I'll never get there in time. And now... It's 99. I, 99? Yeah. Yeah, 99. Mm, born in 99, you can drink. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So 2000 is going to be soon. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, next year. Huh. How often should I shower with my oil and wash my hair? Always put your oil on before every shower unless you are too oily. How's that for an answer? Like so, if you, so anytime you take a shower, what the oil does is protect protects the skin and protects butta from becoming vitiated. So by using oil before showers, you're actually protecting yourself from the drying nature of water. And everyone says, what do you mean it's drying? Isn't it hydrating? Well, not necessarily. Think about it. You take a ball glove, dunk it in a bucket of water, let it sit for a while, set it out, come back a couple days later, the ball glove will be stiff. It won't be soft and supple. Water doesn't technically make tissue soft and uh, soft and supple. I was going to say subtle. <laughs> supple. What it does is is actually pulling. So back in my crazy bodybuilding days, they'd always say, "Oh, drink a gallon or more of water a day. It flushes you." No, what it does is it pulls things out of your cells, but it also puts your kidneys under major stress. So. Um, why am I even talking about that? Okay. <laughs> so you should use the oil. Yeah, use the shower. Use the oil before every shower. And, you know, it's it's pretty cool to put the oil in your hair once in a while and just let it go a day or two because it really helps the, the health of your hair. I only use soap in my hair a couple times a month. And, um, As in soap? You mean literally soap, not shampoo? Shampoo. Okay. Shampoo or soap in, in the hair once or twice a month. And... Um, when I'm using doing a lot of abhyanga, meaning the oil, the self oil before the uh, the showers, I may use it a little bit more. But I tend to, you know, when I keep my hair short, you really don't know if I washed it or not. So that's a secret mm. that Doctor Disco keeps. <laughs> so do we have it? So I didn't run off anyone. Nobody's commenting on my no. stupid. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed the Doctor Disco Hour of Power last week, though. Okay, number five, how do you know what dosha you are? Okay, we are all tridoshic. We all have vata, pitta, and kapha, or we wouldn't be alive. So we have all three energies working at all times. What we have is the propensity for one to become vitiated easier than another. Okay, and a good way to see, when I've given workshops and talks, a lot of times I will hand out a dosha quiz. And then everyone will fill it out, and nobody wants to be vata or kappa. So I'll say, let me guess, 80% of you are pitta, and they all laugh and raise their hands. Then you'll have a couple people raised for vata and a couple people for kappa. So um, knowing what your dosha is, we often fight that too. So like, if, And I even see it with people that come to me. I'll be like, well, you have a uh, definite vata side to you that's causing this situation and then we go over their daily lifestyle and habits and they don't like to hear about it just like the same with kappa and, and same with pitta so to say what dosha you are it's better off to know what goes out of order first and um or becomes uh vitiated meaning it's not functioning correctly or it's moved into the wrong area so with 
Uh, Vata, it's dry, light, rough, subtle, mobile, and clear. Good example would be you have dry skin, there's a good chance that it's a Vata-related issue. If you have dry skin and you're constipated, yes. Dry skin, constipated, and cannot fall asleep in an active mind, there's a very, very, very good chance. Now, Pitta, let's say your fuse is real short, you've got a lot of red rashes, your gums are bleeding, your your anger, like you say, you can't ma maintain your anger and you have a um, desire to, to eat hot sauce. That would be more pitta. Kappa, if you know that kappa is vitiated, it would be where you feel better being alone and being left alone, shutting your curtains, not having to talk to anyone, not dealing with anything, saying, ah, I'll get to that later. Inertia, inert. So those are the things you look for. Meg's over there laughing right now. Literally me. <laughs> so... So anyway, um, number six, is it true? Okay, this also came from Mali up in Toronto. Well, Ajax, actually. Is it true that in this part of the world, we all need to take vitamin D supplements? Eh, it's probably a good idea there, Alley Cat. It's a good idea to take, take them. I take them in the winter when it's darker um, I stop taking them once it starts becoming lighter and I'm outside more. doesn't hurt you to take it, so probably it is a good idea. I know that's not a very good answer, but it's one you're going to get, Allie. Um, okay. Any, uh, anything else roll in? Any other questions? Okay. So all I want to share with you guys, and then I'm going to wrap this up, a little bit of um, some facts here. CDC first publishes that the death rates overall in the United States are down 50%. But now on the same website, we have conflicting numbers. So we are not getting the straight scoop. And I'd also like you to think that if it was real bad, think about this. If something's bad, do you tell your people, your family, your loved ones, your community, do you tell them how bad it is? Or do you try to help them feel better? Do you help to pacify what's going on and build up things that make them feel better? No, they're, they're not doing that at all. They're pounding on how bad it is, yet they can't back it up consistently. It cannot be backed up, and it's continually being told how bad it is. Think about that. If it was that bad, they wouldn't have to say it. Think about it. If it was that bad, they wouldn't have to lie. They wouldn't have to falsify death certificates. You wouldn't have, I've read that there are 8,000 physicians in the United States have come forward and signed a petition saying, drop this mass control, drop all this stuff. It's not real. There's people come, physicists, scientists, holistic doctors, everyone coming forward saying this is not correct. And then if you get into the physicists that, that use the subatomic particle or quantum physics, they can explain to you that, and that's where I study, that it's not even functioning the way they, they want you to believe it is. So look up some facts. There's a real good uh, website called Guardian, something Guardian in the UK. I can't remember the name of it. They're research journalists, and they've interviewed physicists, scientists from all over the world, and there's not a real good, when you get out of mainstream, there's not a heck of a lot people of people saying that it's really a, an issue. So one CDC, fact, they're saying that we're not even dying at the same rate in the United States as we normally do. And the other one says we're dying more. So they, don't, they can't make up their mind. If it was really happening, wouldn't they know exactly what was going on? 
That's my question. So this is David Jamison, Doctor of Natural Medicine. Please share this. Please pass it along. And thank you for stopping by. And I'll see you next Monday with our new movie camera. We got a cool camera coming. So thank you very much. Have a nice day. I don't know if I got that. Does it?